0: Jason Earle, episode 25, the third in our 2018 in Review series. I've invited a few artists whose work I appreciate to record episodes discussing our favorite albums of 2018 and then just getting down about creative process. On this episode, Jordan Foley and I talk about American Aquarium's Things Change. BJ Barham, frontman and songwriter for American Aquarium, said yes to this show before we had even released an episode, and for that, I will forever be grateful. If you haven't listened to episode one or sixteen of the Marinade, both of which are with BJ Barham, I highly recommend going back and listening to those for context. It's not necessary. This episode with Jordan stands on its own, but a little context might help. You can connect with Jordan at JordanFoleyMusic.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the third of our twenty eighteen in review series, Jordan Foley talking American aquariums, things change
3: didn't
0: <laughs> let's not do let's not go there why'd you choose things change
1: why did i choose things change yeah are we starting on it yeah I, we, i'm did been, i i just i record just, and I just record it. and what's you good i keep and, and yeah what's not good <laughs> it's I, like, very go I like it yeah it's, i did um i did the npr one over uh in orlando Oh, nice. And it was very, it was like he asked you questions and then you lead into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's cool. So I, I like this. It's yeah. Nice it's, and chill.
0: Yeah. It's much more, I <laughs> mean, the whole spirit of it, the idea of this show is to explore your creative process. Yeah. So, and to celebrate creativity. So oh, for sure, you know, I feel like a lot of times if, if it's like, okay, now we're on and we're with yeah, Jordan. We're I mean, there's nothing wrong hey with that. Hey everybody, we're here. <laughs> right. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Terry Gross does that beautifully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? it works. Like she's a, she's a genius, for... but it doesn't work for me. You yeah. know, right it's not no, really what I'm good. trying to do. That's cool.
1: This is something I will tell you. I just recently started listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And the only one that I've been listening to other than like some of yours was uh, the working songwriter yeah, with so Joe Pug. So good. Because like he's just yeah, he's so damn good with what he talks about yeah. and he's so calm. Like yeah. his voice is so relaxed. Yeah. Just love it.
0: Well and he's one of my favorite songwriters. Is he? Yeah.
1: He's uh Kyle Keller's favorite songwriter. Yeah. Okay. Have you met Kyle yet? Did yeah. you meet Kyle on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he's one he's of my great. best. We've only known each other a year, and, like, yeah. we just immediately became best friends. Well, he
0: was, I was, at, it was at Folkia, yeah, and I was yeah. in the uh, bathroom line at uh, Indy's. Oh, yeah. And these guys started talking, because everybody there was a musician, except, like, me and, like, three <laughs> other people. <laughs> so, we were talking, and... Uh, and i told him what i you know why i was yeah. there and and what i do and uh so then we started talking then i went and saw his set yeah and it just um just blew me away yeah. like, he yeah. writes great songs
1: yeah yeah and and i think he does he does this thing where he uh he beats himself up on stage uh... he will he will say like man this is a sad song get ready to have sad songs but they are mm. but they're so gripping yeah. in the in the best way possible. Like, well, and I told him I gave
0: him a compliment afterward. I said that like, the authenticity of what you do yes. and the painfulness of what you do
1: reminds yeah. me of BJ Barham.
0: All right, so let's talk. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about uh, things change.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you had you had asked why did I choose things yeah. change? Um. So my my influence has it, it stretches across the board of Americana, blues, uh, folk, alternative. Um, and I had heard... I was listening to some of American Aquarium's older stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, BJ's solo record, Madeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, Madeline in, in particular. But yeah, yeah, that yeah. one too. Um, and I was listening to Lonely Ain't Easy. And honestly, Spotify mm-hmm. recommended them. So I didn't really know a whole lot about American Aquarium before like two years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and then I saw that The World Is On Fire came out. And I was like, I'm gonna give this a listen. And then I didn't stop listening to it. Like it was just that song on repeat for weeks. Yep. And like even, you know, I'm the type of guy where like I will get tired of music. Mm. I just I, I burn it out. So like wow. I will like I was just telling somebody like I I I <laughs> I always like music before it gets popular. Yeah. And then it gets popular and then I'm like, okay. Like it's not it's just a it's just a natural right, instinctive right, thing right. for me. I think a lot of people f- uh, feel that same way yeah yeah but American Aquarium was different yeah. in that sense where like I heard it and I just wanted to keep hearing it, it That's was great it was about the the lyrics what the what the message is yeah. in the world that we're in right now and the situation politically and and mm-hmm. globally that we're we're all facing problems and hardships and mental health issues and you know depression and it was like everything and hardship and and bj with his writing just took everything that you might be feeling and he can just take one line Mm -hmm. and just make you feel something and like that just goes a long way the album came out and i just (laughs) lost it i'm not (laughs) gonna lie yeah yeah i i just would not stop listening to it immediately bought the record uh, they came to Orlando, played at Will's Pub, what, like a month or month or two later, I think? Maybe yeah. Maybe a month it was later. right after. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the record came out in
0: May, yeah. and they came in July. Ju- yeah. In I interviewed them in July, so yeah. It was yeah. the summer. It was July. And
1: uh, yeah, I bought the record. I already bought a hat. <laughs> I bought a BJ Barham hat because I felt like, well... That one? That one. <laughs> yeah, that one. I almost wore it. <laughs> I wore this one instead. That um, one was dope. I like Yeah, that I like this hat. one. Yeah. Uh yeah, I actually have three now. And I almost <laughs> yeah. wore my American Aquarium T shirt because I just lo- I just love their music, man. Yeah, and it's yeah. not I've never fanboyed so hard on an album That's great. Not, or, or an artist or anything. Yeah. Um and and yeah, like uh, I will say though, with things change, my favorite song on the on the entire album is Crooked and Straight. Uh, Crooked and Straight just encompasses everything that I've dealt with personally uh, in a weird way where it's like it was like B J wrote it but I could have felt it. Like I could have really written, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done I mean personal family matters. Maybe not necessarily the whole, you know, like um uh nicotine or uh tobacco farms. Right. You know, not to that extent. I mean I'm not you know, I didn't grow up in that type of uh yeah situation, but you know, everybody deals with family hardships. Yeah. And, uh, my parents and my, and my, you know, I have my parents and my older brother and, uh, we've just, you know, we've had to deal with some things. Right. And, uh, you know, I won't get too far into that, but like when you have that sort of thing, it's always like, a, it's like a, you have to remember the base of the fact that things could, things are going to go well and things are not going to go well. And it's mm-hmm. a matter of trying to intertwine the two. And BJ just, he just expressed that so much. He, you know, the whole son, you know, the road ain't easy, like, mm-hmm. that line alone, I just feel like my dad has told me that like a million times. Right. Like, shit's hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're yeah, you're gonna yeah. have to, you're gonna have to really dig. Right. To get to where you want. And so, like, that's, that's, that's something that really resonated with me as soon as the album came out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, what about the the religious kind of part of that? Is that was that part of your upbringing too? It it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about it too much. Okay.
1: Uh, no, no. I don't mean that in a bad way. Like okay. I, I'm an open book, as you can tell. Like I, I, it doesn't it doesn't phase me with like. I just don't want to get too like. I always try to like watch my p's and q's because I don't want to like upset one's one side of people or the other. Yeah. Um. I'm very open to anybody's beliefs. Um. Okay. But yes, I did grow up Christian. I uh, I grew up. Going to a Presbyterian church right down the street from my house in Pittsburgh. I grew mm-hmm. up in Pittsburgh, oh, Pennsylvania, okay. and uh, I was like, I was just very involved with the church, and so I did learn a bit of faith to have faith and to not feel like you're going it alone. Yeah. And then in in that, you know, I think BJ embarks on that too, or, or you know, is relatable in that sense where there's questioning, there's constant like, you know, why does this happen over that? Why? Is, right. Right. You know, like. What is your, what is, what is the eternal goal of life if we're all just struggling? Right. That sort of, that sort of thought.
0: Yeah. Those existent, those deep existential things that I feel like is what gravitates us toward yeah. music in general. Totally right? agree. If I wasn't freaking out about my existence all the time, I might not listen to music at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just, that's pop really valid. <laughs> that's, I, <laughs> I
1: think about that all the time. Like, why am I singing a sad song over you? <laughs> mm-hmm. You could be coming up you could come up and sing a sad song. And then people come up and that or people, you know, come into the bar and they're like, they're like, play something upbeat. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't I don't want to. Yeah, There's sometimes yeah. where I just don't you need to feel something. I, I think with playing shows I've learned there are sometimes there are things you gotta work out. Right. That it's it's honestly my therapy to that extent of like I'm up there not just on my own, I'm with the crowd. Right. But the crowd is getting a piece of me. Right. They're not. I'm not fake. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a persona. Uh, I'm gonna be very honest. I'm going to say some stuff that maybe some people might not even like. But it's it's not to upset anybody. It's just right. to be me. Yeah. Because I think the the uh, the genuity of all of being honest is like the most important thing about being a musician or a singer songwriter even. Right. And I think that
0: it's <laughs> there's so many. Every one of these conversations is different, yeah. but there are certain common threads. Yeah. The
1: truth, truth right, oh, and authenticity. Dude, that's it. I mean... I'm a terrible liar. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll admit it. Like, yeah. uh, my parents raised me to just not be able to lie. Yeah. But Jordan, did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I did, <laughs> I did that. Why did you do it? Huh? I, just, I just decided I thought it'd be a good idea. That's... I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> Mom, Dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like and but that but that stems out to your life you know obviously i you know obviously we lie at some point but you have to be very i'm very uh choosy <laughs> yeah. you know i want to be authentic right i, I think authentic, authenticity and honesty is the most it's got me a lot farther or further in life than not being honest wow i feel like i always get stifled i always get like if i lie yeah somebody's going to be like <laughs> Right. you done you done screwed up kid. right like it's gonna be karma well, i yeah, believe and, in
0: all that and that and it's really hard once you've done somebody wrong or lied it just like when your rep if your reputation becomes something yeah. negative yep. it's real hard to build that back up it's easy to, to destroy it yeah that one lie can totally mess up how people think about you
1: well yeah and like <laughs> more often than not Lies end up being mistakes rather than honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, telling the truth isn't going to hurt you in the long run half as bad as a lie would. Yeah. Man, I'm getting some good songwriting material in this conversation. Yeah, got, <laughs> I've got pins and oh, pads gonna, everywhere. That's man, awesome. If you that's need. great. No, no, this is good.
0: Do you, are you a pen to paper person? or? Yeah. Do you? Well, I
1: usually write in my notes on my phone. So I guess, maybe that's. Yeah. I should keep that out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah. I think. Cause, you know, the,
0: I think a lot of times what ends up happening if people lie or I'm trying to, think, I'm trying to think from <coughs> my own me. experience because I generally, I'm kind I'm I can relate to what you said about not being very good at lying. It's not, yeah. I, I feel a lot of, because I grew up Baptist, I feel a oh, lot okay. of, uh, yeah, I feel a lot of like guilt, you know, yeah. um, we, Chris and I call it the guilties um oh, just that cool. you know especially that's like cool. if i have a couple of beers and i do I like something that. yeah you know, yeah i feel like i could do something totally innocuous that it doesn't hurt anybody at all right. and i still wake up feeling like a, a piece of shit
1: you know yeah. i mean and that's i think that's something that's you know on a global scale excuse me people are um, experiencing that more frequently than ever right now yeah it's just feeling like a piece of shit and mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's a matter of what you do with that, mm. because you could be you could be depressed, or you could have your own struggles and your own problems. I mean, we all do, right? But it's a matter of what's your outlet to what's your outlet to find the good in things, or the or you know what are some things that you want to hold on to and, and be passionate about. Mm-hmm. I think with music, um, I'll admit it's 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 been a detriment to my social life a little bit. But it's not so much in the sense where I'm only doing this and can't breathe, and I just think that every I, I've always been that type of person to wear different hats. I mean, I work a day job. I mm-hmm. you know I work eight to four thirty every day Monday through Friday, <laughs> uh, and then I play three to four shows a week. Damn, Jordan. Yeah, but I made it my life. I mean, yeah. I, I think so. So, little backstory about myself. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, I was a little more than two years ago. I was a middle school English teacher. I did that for 5 years. I taught 7th and 8th grade English. I was a track coach. Really? I coached shot put and discus. Uh, I coached the middle school basketball middle school boys basketball team to the championship. Oh, uh, what was? One undefeated they were just really good. Buckets. Yeah, like I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I was just encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got this.
0: Wait, seriously, you didn't have a basketball background
1: or anything, or nah. did you? Well, oh no? no, I mean I played basketball. Right sure, now. sure. But I, I love coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's one of the. I think it's one of the coolest things that we could do as a hu- as a human being, is to is to instruct somebody else. I I yeah. loved teaching. Mm. Right. I, I love the idea of teaching. I miss it. I think about that a lot. That like someday I would like to be a songwriting teacher or like right. do something that I'm passionate about and try to like influence others on that aspect. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, used to so, be a teacher. So why m- did you? or you? Why did you get out? Well, as a teacher at the school that I was at, it was yeah. a col- It was a college prep school, uh-huh. uh, boarding slash day. It was up in uh, Claremont. Uh, okay. Um. I taught there. And it's just all encompassing. Yeah. When you're a teacher there, I was a resident faculty. I lived on campus. Oh wow. So you're just involved. Yeah. And I had no, I had no outsourced, uh, I wasn't able to do music as much. I did like one show a month and it was just too, it wasn't enough for me. And I also, I also like, I got my master's and I was trying to think of a way to go into administration, like to try to get into communications and whatnot. Um, because I wanted to further my career. Yeah. And, uh, it just didn't work out there, but uh-huh. they're my, I went to high school there too. So it kind of like ironically worked out like where I'm still very close with everybody there. It wasn't like I didn't leave on bad terms. I left yeah. on very good terms. Um, but in moving to my new job, I do web content management at uh, Stetson University. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I've been doing that for two years now out in Delane. That's why I live in Sanford. So it's like a good halfway point. Oh, wow. Um, but moving out there and doing that opened me up to have a life because I just work from 8 to 4.30. I don't work from 7.30 to 6.30 at night anymore. Right. You know, and so as soon as I started doing that, I went from one show a month to boom, 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 like show after show, and it's just been awesome. And that had to impact your creative
0: process dramatically, I think.
1: Yeah, because I only had like four songs. Yeah. And I went from four songs to like 15. Yeah. And a two months fan also had a breakup in the middle of that, which like that can really, that's what really hit me with my album. Like that's, it's a lot yeah. of it is like influence from the breakup, but you know, you need, you need the little heartbreak in your songs to be able to move forward. Yeah. Well, and and, and it was grow. definitely helpful. It was more yeah. like a, like after I wrote some of those songs, like see you letter yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah. And after I wrote it <laughs> and like seeing how, seeing the potential in the song. Yeah. I was like, thank you. For the break, like after a right, while, it's like right. I appreciate that this happened. Now I sure. understand that this had to happen, whether I wanted it to or not. Right. In order to find myself, in order to take this route or this direction. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, yeah, man. The, you not learn that you a went lot. The though. breakup, but that. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, you, you learn a lot. In life. life is life is <laughs> all about. It's all about chapters, man. i yeah. always looked at life as chapters. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, you always, uh, f-
0: from my own experience with, with Breakout specifically, yeah. I always learn a lot later, but oh, yeah. I'm always super self-destructive <laughs> for a while. Oh, yeah. Usually, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. I was,
1: I was a mess for a good bit there. I actually stopped writing. I stopped playing shows mm-hmm. for like a good four or five months. Yeah. I was just like, I'm done. Right. I just don't want to do it. And then I just was so fed up with feeling that way right and i picked up the guitar and i just started writing yeah. and it was like okay here's where you can go with this i went and did an open mic at will's pub and i played see you letter for the first time i didn't even have have the bridge yet oh wow yeah it's, it was it was crazy i i was so filled with emotion that night that i went up and i, I had played a couple songs and then i was like all right this is my own original it's brand new i just wanted to try it out see, see what you think there were like six people there yeah um and, uh, I played it just tears and sweat and all, I was just like, oh, wow. just like filled. And then by the end of the bridge or when I got to the bridge, I was like, Oh shit, I don't have a bridge. Yeah. And so then I just started winging it. And then luckily somebody filmed it. It was a uh, Janine Gage. She runs oh. the ukulele jam in town. Oh, cool. She also works over at the Imperial. Okay. Um, but she, she filmed it. And like post it on Facebook, and that's the only way that I would have had that same bridge. Wow! Because I couldn't remember it for the life of me.
0: Well, I was talking to Kev about that. How like if it's not down somewhere. Yep. Right. So like if I'm trying to if I have a st- an idea for a short story yes. or like something for my show or whatever, yep. if
1: I don't put it down, that's why I always have a journal on. Me. Always. If I don't have put it. it down right away. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. I have songs in my, I have song ideas in my voice memo Mm -hmm. uh, and the phone, for some reason, my old phone decided to erase all of the titles of every track, of every recording. So I have like thousands of recordings in there of stuff I don't know. (laughs) like I just don't know. I haven't tapped into any of it
0: yet. Are you going to? Yeah,
1: I need to. I need to sit down and like yeah. actually do it. But like the thing is, is I, I'm constantly writing. I, right. I've, that's great. So, I, so Kyle Keller actually invited me to join this songwriting group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually the songwriting group is called Nobody Gives a Damn About Songs Anymore. Ah. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool. That's thing. great. Um, Abe Partridge started it. He's from Alabama, and he's like, he's like on the rise. Mm-hmm. Abe Partridge. He has this like real raspy. Like gritty sound, and he's just oh. honest. He used to be a pastor. Oh, okay. Uh, he works in one of the military uh, forces, but he's traveling everywhere. Huge name, Abe Partridge. There's my all right. there's my plug. All right, but I'll check him he out. started this songwriting group where he has friends from all over the country. There are maybe like thirty of us, and we do an eight eight week song intense songwriting intensive program. Every week, you're given a prompt, and you have to use that prompt in the song that you write that week and then you have to publish this or post the song on SoundCloud by Sunday at midnight and then share the link to the Facebook page. Dope. And then everybody gives positive feedback only on what they liked about your songs.
0: Dope. Yeah.
1: I, I, this, I'm on my third one right now. I, I think I might be bailing this week. I've already written five songs from it. So if you went to my SoundCloud right now, you could hear some new tracks that like I don't push out. Because I don't want anybody to hear them yet. But because they are on SoundCloud, like, everybody... Like, everybody so, like, listening to the show right now, on, by the way, is like, going SoundCloud. it will be, like, 50 listens, and I'll be like, oh, no. Uh, I want to make this private. It's not ready. I'm not ready for it. But, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing, man. I, I wrote... Um, what sucks is I, I started doing it while I was recording my album. Uh-huh. And we already had all the tracks, like, ready to roll. Yeah. Uh, there was no going back on it. Like we were already yeah, <laughs> recording yeah. everything. I wasn't going to change the lineup. And then I wrote, I wrote this song called that fight in the desert. Mm-hmm. And it's like a fictional story because I, I have an English background as well. I'm an English yeah. major and I, I've written short stories just for myself or for sure. school or whatever. It's something sure. that I love doing, but I don't do enough of it. Right. Um, but I wrote this fictional story about a fictional song about a couple having an argument in the middle of the desert and mm-hmm. having a fight because their car broke down and they're hot and they're miserable and life sucks and they just hate each other right now and the guy leaves the leaves his girlfriend at the car or girlfriend, wife whatever it might be yeah. leaves her at the car and is going to that gas station and it's like his thoughts while he's going to the gas station like I don't know if I want to go back I don't know if I want to go back to that relationship like I might go to the gas station I might never walk back that's like, uh-huh. the, 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 like one of the lines and um As soon as I wrote it, I was like, "Man, this might be one of the best songs I've written," and I wanted to put it on this on this album so bad. But like I said, I committed to this sound and the new track and the other tracks that I've written. It's an it's an it's evolving, right? You know, I'm I'm getting to a point where I have a band now, and I'm trying to add to the band. I'm working on getting a horn section because that's just been a dream of mine. I want like the Nathaniel Rateliff and Night Sweats like treatment. Uh, Like I (laughs) I just want get it. I just want that. Yeah. I want whatever Nathaniel Rateliff is doing. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He has the solo, he has like his solo <laughs> stuff, and then he has yeah. the full band stuff. That's yeah. it. That's the pathway that I'm working. on. Simple request. I just <laughs> yeah, want to just want to be Nathaniel Raylan. <laughs> piece of cake for a day, <laughs> just to learn. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm heading. It's yeah. cool.
0: That's awesome, man. We're taking those steps. Mm-hmm. You're doing the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's really impressive. Yeah. Thank the, you. The amount of work that you do. I mean, to, to work all day and then to play that many gigs. Dude. Yeah. That's,
1: Everybody at work keeps being like, they're like, so how many shows do you have this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and like I, every, after every time I say it, they go, damn. Or wow, or yeah. Like, oh no, that's that's crazy. But I do, I do the day work to have a living, yeah. And I play the shows to live, if that makes sense. It I, does. I, my livelihood and to actually live. Like, yeah, I want to do music. I want to. It's it's one of those things where like growing up, I've I never really thought. Not that anybody like my parents never doubted me, but they always wanted me to have a work. They wanted me to have a work ethic and have a job. Right. They never wanted me to be without. Yeah, yeah, and so that was really instilled in in my mind that I need to have a day job. So I worked at it. I went to school. I went and did this, and I went to grad school, and I taught. Realized I didn't want to do it there, and then this happened. It was like I took care of that first. Yeah, and then the music thing followed, and then it was like, well, uh, you could actually fulfill your dreams that you don't tell anybody about because you're shy about it. Yeah, it was always my dream to be a musician or a singer songwriter or, or in a, you know in a band. Like, right. whatever it was, I've always been surrounded by music. I've been playing guitar since I was a kid. Uh, um, and you just get to a point where things start falling into place. And it, it and I didn't see that coming, I guess. That's my whole thing, is like... And I think that's why I relate to BJ so much. Mm-hmm. I listened to his podcast with uh, Joe Pug. Yeah. And he was talking about how his family pushed him to go to law school. And he was like... I mean... I'm not connected to him. I'm not related to him in this way. He's a genius, like a really smart guy. Works, worked his butt off. Like went to like, was going to go to law school and all this stuff. And then he said he got this bug. He played one song in front of a crowd and everybody like loved it. And it was like done deal. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's how it happened for me. That's awesome. I got that. I got that. Uh, I got the bug. Yeah. And, like when you, you know, you could play to a crowd where nobody's listening and that's fine. By the end of the night, if they're actually into your stuff, then you've had a successful night. Right. Like most of the venues that I play, it's a rough start because people are talking. It's the crowd that wants to chat. Right. uh, And they don't, you're just there just to kind of like warm up anyway. Right. And then like once you hit your second set, that's where like your stride picks up. And it's like, that's what we live for is that stride. The moment where like you hear the woos and the, and the, and the, the claps and the people saying great set afterwards like you thrive off of that right like i try to i'm i try to stay humble as as much as i possibly can but to hear people come up and and want to meet me yeah. man that's just like that's cool yeah it's really cool yeah it is it's really cool i don't think about it as much as i probably should yeah but when you do, it's special, right? Especially, <laughs> right? Especially
0: in those moments that you're like, "All oh, my songs suck." I don't know if you go through, yeah, these, yeah. but I'm sure you do. Yeah. Like, everything I write is stupid. Yep. Those kinds of that, well, we that stuff that we all yeah. go through, you know. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that. Kevin and I were talking about that. How I went through a period like that, and <clears> I, <throat> I just kind of got out of it. Just be just by getting up and doing the work mm-hmm. you know just by going all right this is I'm not gonna let this beat me this yeah. moment this is my anxiety talking yep. it's not anything real
2: you
3: know yeah yeah
1: it's not rooted in reality you got to reality test that stuff you do you do and and you know I've I've all like I said before I've always been a firm believer of leaving it on the stage mm-hmm. and in order to do something in this in this industry mm-hmm. I guess. You have to, you have to be all encompassing. Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody helping me. Right. You know what I mean? Like I book, I do promotions. I don't, cause everything costs money. Right. So if I I do a video, I'm investing in it. If I do a a promo and I don't, I can't do it well enough. I'm hiring somebody else to do it. Yeah. And that's money. And so every, all the money that I'm making throughout these cover shows, it, it just funnels into itself. Yeah, and it's like a it's like a revolving thing. There was something that I wanted to tell you because I saw that Austin Lucas came onto your show as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Austin had a guitar built for him on from scratch okay. by this guy named Stacy Adams uh-huh. in DeBerry. Uh-huh. So big shout out to Stacy oh, wow. Adams. Cool. Right? I went to Austin Lucas's show last fall. And I know Luke's probably gonna talk about Austin Lucas, right? I think yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I won't get too far into Austin Lucas because that guy's awesome too. He's amazing. I saw his show and, and in the middle of the show, he said, there's uh, you know, this guitar was built from scratch. It's original built, originally built. N- no other guitar like it. That man over there built it. If you if any musicians in this crowd want a guitar built, I highly recommend you go talk to him. So obviously, like I went over and talked yeah, to yeah. him and uh, he's done a couple repairs on my guitars for me. He used to work at Lyrical Lumber in Maitland. Uh-huh. And uh, we just became really good friends. Like, I'll go over and, like, we'll, you know, he'll, like, tune up my guitar or, like, do something, or, you know, new strings and, and clean it and everything. And we'll just talk shop. The guy yeah. knows so much about guitars, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, he we are, he's building me a guitar. That's amazing. And so, like, yeah. So I'm, like, really excited about that. Oh. And I've, I. I the thought of having one guitar in the world that's like nobody else's yeah. is just like the craziest thought it's like the one thing you knew you didn't know you always wanted right you know so i'm really excited about that's that. awesome it'll be, it'll be ready in february what a fun connection to the show yeah that's cool yeah and austin lucas and i've been bantering back and forth on instagram which is kind of funny like, yeah he posts his, he posts photos of his of him with his guitar and i'll be like i'm joining your club soon <laughs> just saying and he goes you lucky duck <laughs> he's great man no, he's he, a real cool guy it, that, that conversation cool was man.
0: amazing i don't know if you oh, had I a chance bet. to listen to it but he um yeah he was like uh i didn't get to hear that one yet oh it's great we caught up at, at sing out loud it was that lineup was ridiculous it was oh like... no i was
1: so <laughs> bummed i missed it while i was in it oh nice and i was <laughs> i was on the weekend before
0: oh okay yeah,
1: yeah i wasn't there that i played weekend. at the uh the Gamble Rogers oh, stage cool. yeah, over yeah, yeah. off of Aviles Street. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I did it a weekend before. It was like a last minute ad. Oh, edition. man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bummed that I missed that. It was like,
0: I mean, uh, Chuck uh, Chuck, Reagan, Chuck Reagan, Austin Lucas Tenberry, yep. Lucero. Tim Jason
1: is one the 400 unit. I, I interviewed
0: know. Chuck. Austin and Sather and all on the same day. That's ridiculous. It was
1: crazy. <laughs> did you catch uh, Christina Wagner's set too?
0: I did. Um, Do you know Christina? I know Christina. Yeah, I talked with her a few times. Yeah, She's I used nice. I used to live in Jacksonville. Oh, really? So yeah. Okay. So her- I was
1: supposed to play the Blue Jay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. working
1: with I'm working with them to get a show going next next year.
0: That's awesome. Seth so. Walker, who was on my show, just played there. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. No, I, Christina and I go back. A no, that's cool. Bit. She's yeah, she's really friends. nice. Yeah, she's great. Um, she's a beautiful voice. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah,
1: she's crazy good and great songs. Yeah, I was trying to get a show at uh, Rain Dogs with her, mm-hmm. and she was like, "It's only originals ever." And I was like. That's awesome. You should tell everybody that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like there and what Hideaway Cafe in St. Pete. Uh huh. It's the same deal. It's yeah. Like Only originals. It's well, like, I it, love that. That room is great, man. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's uh, Grain Dogs is, was kind of one of my regular bars when I lived oh, there. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to I've Bowl heard great so things. Well. I know Richard Shurfe played there. Oh, really? And I talked with him about it, and he was like, "Man, it's a cool venue."
0: Yeah, it's cool. So. I saw, I've uh, seen Corey Brandon there more than once. Oh, um, right on. Yeah. Tiny, tiny little room, you know. Yeah, I, I just, bet
1: that's those are the best venues I think yeah and I, and like I think that transcends into into house shows uh-huh. uh, those are trending I mean yeah. you know so far sounds they're trending and like you getting booked at house shows and just having people who are willing to go and see you play and just you know throw a donation out there yeah like ten dollars bring your own booze like yeah sit there and just listen to us play that was awesome that's so what Kyle yeah I've done I've done like two. Excuse me. I'm trying to do some more. Next year, that's like my goal is to like start traveling around and do more house shows. Um, but yeah, Kyle and I did that one in Savannah, and it was like to twelve people. Right. Um, they all worked at. Uh, they all. For, they all used to work at a restaurant that I that I went up and played at in Tybee Island. Uh huh. And so it was just like it was nice to kind of know some of the people there and some musicians in town that i've been in communication with they came and so it was like everybody just hung out and kyle oh, and i just how cool. we just took turns playing songs That's we had great. we had girl like kyle had girls crying
3: oh wow! yeah
1: it was like it was pretty funny because he's like i'm sorry <laughs> they're like oh my god that was so good that was so good <laughs> I feel like that's it's the special. ultimate compliment for it a really songwriter right It really is. Those right the there. most intimate. <laughs> I, I, I'll admit, I tear up when I'm up there sometimes. I was, I just did, I just did, uh, Layla Brisbaugh runs a, uh, well, used, well runs an originals only open mic uh-huh. in Winter Garden at the attic door. And I think we're changing venues, but she does that there every other Monday. Mm-hmm. And my voice has been a little hoarse. I was sick last week, so, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm still trying to get back into it, and, uh. I couldn't sing that well on Monday, but I, it was the last one of the year, and she always asks us to go, so I went, and uh, I couldn't sing "Clouds," my song oh, "Clouds." Uh, I, cou- I just couldn't sing it. I knew that it wasn't going to be good enough, and so she and Zach Meadows both came up and sang it, and I was just like in the back, like so just cool, just man. strumming it and like. Just knowing that they know those words, yeah, and they know the power behind it and the way that they can make it their own, yeah, it's like to have your own friend play your song. I, I've, I'm learning that that's just like, it's such a sentimental thing. There's yeah. so much value to that, right? You know, it's a
0: piece of you that a yeah. friend of yours is then interpreting exactly. and playing. That's
1: beautiful. so yeah, it's just been a lot of things like that have just been really cool, that's really great. special stuff. It's awesome, man. Well, I'd love to
0: hear some of those songs. For sure. Um, or or at least one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah if you want to do do one, uh, do one day at a time or whatever you want to do off of Things Change. Um, and, I can do I one, mean, yeah.
1: I'll do one day at a time.
3: Twenty-one Another shot, Jameson To calm my nerves Before this nightly Mascarade People saw this Nunchal on the complex condition Response the chemical reaction Brown liquor And self-doubt So I can stand up On this stage Like a guilty child Boy didn't blame, my kick, I scream I curse the name of the girls that walked away You see the man left holding the pen Controls how every story ends The truth becomes a martyr For oh, the sake of the song Yeah, I'm in a good place and I'm in that straight line I'm getting alone riding these rocks one day at a time the years the drinks were just a crutch Until the drinks were just too much. I guess it comes with a job. Hail, hail, rock and roll. You see the songs fill the human need sit back and watch another man bleed so for a moment we don't have to feel sorry for ourselves this imaginary confidence became the first line of defense if you don't let them in boy they'll never let you down Oh, but you broke through and you took control The sweetheart of the rodeo For the first time I found something I couldn't afford to lose Yeah, I'm in a good place but I'm walking that straight line I'm getting along, right these wrong Every now and then I miss The way that highball glass would kiss My lips like a long lost love Welcoming me home Oh, but I don't miss The highs and lows The back and forth The yeah, ebb floor flow Letting down the people Who were standing up for me Yeah, I'm in a good place I'm walking that straight line. I'm getting along around these wrongs one day at a time. Yeah, I'm just getting along around these wrongs one day at a time.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that song, man. This is oh, such man. a good song. He did
0: it justice too?
1: Props to BJ and yeah. in that band, man. Real. Thank you. Man, it
0: sounded great, Jordan.
1: Thank you so much. I yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is give to get a day. Cool.
3: next move I'd make but that just wasn't the case you just had to walk away as I stood there before you like the pillar of the courtroom not the plain tale Words now as if I were to invade all of your pretty space on the floor we didn't lay and I read
1: something there
0: good, good.
1: it's rare it's a rare thing to like i don't know i came with it that's i came awesome. with it today that's i feel awesome. good it's a busy day so i feel like it's, a busy, it's a busy day so this is a good little nice little warm-up warm thank yeah. you for having me guys Man, this is, is awesome uh, so cool that you guys are doing that you're doing this you're helping that's so awesome thanks. did you do the artwork by the way yeah so cool yeah. i really yeah. like it yeah, that was one of the first things I saw when we became when I started following. You know, I was like, "Dang, that's cool artwork." Yeah, so, yeah,
0: that's all her. Thanks. Right on. <laughs>
3: ever the tide and cutting me off by closing all the blinds now I have to stay awake one more time so that my world will once again be
0: fine Jordan of y'all how about those tunes at the end once again you can follow jordan's music and links to his social media at jordanfoleymusic.com follow the marinade with jason earl on social media if you don't already we're at marinade podcast you can also listen to the show at MarinadePodcast.com and keep up with things that are going on keep rating us wherever you consume podcasts if you like what we're doing and also if you can swing it For just a few dollars a month, you can make a huge difference to this show. Head on over to Patreon.com and search The Marinade with Jason Earl for a chance to get access to exclusive content like our Patreon-only show, Jason's Journey, as well as swag like stickers, magnets, and now hats. That's right, we have The Marinade with Jason Earl hats coming very soon, and our Patreon patrons will get the first dibs on purchasing a hat, and then we'll put them up for sale to anyone else over on MarinadePodcast.com. Alright y'all, it's time for what I'm getting down on, the segment where I share the books, the music, the films, etc. that are inspire me uh, at the moment. Not a whole lot has changed since the last episode, but I would like to just take a minute to acknowledge someone Jordan mentioned during the show. Richard Scherfie passed away just a few days after Jordan and I sat down to record this episode. Um, friends of mine had long recommended Richard's music to me, but for some reason I just kept missing his shows and I'm kept forgetting to look up his music. And then finally, unfortunately, it took his passing for me to, to really dive deep. And um, what a loss it was to the, the Orlando music community here. And my condolences go out to Richard's friends and family and loved ones. I did not know him personally, uh, but he left behind some incredible music. And for that, I'm very grateful. As of this recording, you can find uh, three tracks from his album, Oz Oz and Shall Oz And uh, I wish I knew whether the rest of the album Will be released at some point But like I said, unfortunately He was gone from this world before I began to really learn about him Mike Dunn, who you can find at uh, uh, Mike Dunn USA on social media Wrote a gorgeous tribute to Richard That I highly recommend um, Once again, my condolences to his, his Friends and loved ones uh, Rest in peace, Richard The other things that I've been getting down on um, Mostly Jeff Tweedy I've just been reading that book that I mentioned the last time. If you haven't already, go back and listen to episode 24 with Luke Wagner. Um, And All Things Wilco have been consuming uh, my time. I also picked up uh, listening to Aaron Ray's Putting on Airs, which uh, came out this past year, 2018. Absolutely fantastic. And one of the recommendations that Tweety makes is a band called Aphrodite's Child. It's pretty out there. Um, Really, really cool stuff. It uh, sounds like the soundtrack to uh, The End of the World, and uh, I think that's even the name of the record, is something like End of the World. So, uh, check those guys out. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to Jordan for your time and talents. I appreciate you so much, everybody. Thank you to BJ for all you've done for this show, and uh, until next time, cheers, y'all. Oh,
3: I know when I sing this tune I will you. It's my seeing letter To her My seeing